the Woolmark Performance Challenge. What is it? Who's involved? And what does it achieve for the Australian wool industry? Today's episode will reveal all. You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ella Edwards, and we're going to be hearing from Ben Madrick, our graduate who is currently based in London. He spoke with some of the finalists and speakers at the two-day training workshop held in London for the finalists of the Woolmark Challenge. Ben spoke with the founder of surfwear label Finisterre, Tom Kay, as well as a number of the finalists. But first, let's hear from the Woolmark company's Nigel Goss to better understand the nuts and bolts of the challenge. I'm sitting down with Nigel Goss, the country manager of UK and Turkey. Good morning, Nigel. How are you going? Morning, Ben. Very well, thanks. So uh, you've been instrumental in the creation of the Woolmark Performance Challenge. Can you give us a quick overview on how this program came to light? Uh, Sure, Ben. Look, it's been a great team effort, actually. and um, It's a new competition, the Woolmark Performance Challenge. We're we're thrilled to partner with um, uh, a key account we work with closely in Adidas. And it's all about pushing the barriers and the boundaries in um, innovation and design in what is a huge area in sports and outdoors. Um, Really the performance apparel sector is one of the fastest growing sector in the global textile industry and it's due to many reasons but uh, three key reasons would be um, new technology that's coming through, there's new sporting trends and there's definitely a shift in the attitude to people's uh, or people's attitude towards health and fitness. I suppose Another big area which this feeds into is also that consumers are becoming more and more aware of the impact that their purchasing decisions have on the planet. And of course, wool with its natural biodegradable attributes amongst the many others plays uh, strongly to that. Um, I mean, what we've tried to do with this competition is, is provide what really is an unrivaled opportunity for students to apply you know, the science and performance benefits uh, of Merino and, um, and it's, it's as we talked initially to Adidas in effect it's like an open source project where um, we're looking to identify some great young millennial talent from uh, what was in the first year uh, the uh, Western Hemisphere so Europe and North America. So um, we've, we've just completed the London workshops uh, in which we had 10 finalists uh, across two days with various speakers and, and uh, workshops. Uh, can you just explain what the students had to do to get to this point uh, that, that we're at at the moment? Sure. Look, we, we, we put it out. It was uh, launched in January 2018 at ISPO, world's biggest uh, trade and outdoor, uh, outdoor and sports trade show. Um, we set some targets and, and look, we, frankly, we've blown away with... Um, the response um, in our first year, we had 510 students uh, uh, um, taking interest in applying, and that came across uh, 58 universities um, from that region: Europe, UK, uh, North America. Um, we, as as part of that, there was uh, a stringent criteria that brought it down to 10, and that was not an easy task for those judges. Uh, but we did come down to the 10 finalists, and they came into London last week. Uh, last Tuesday, Wednesday, for a uh, two-day workshop, which was really about um, um, you know doing what we talk about, which is nurturing this next generation. We had a great lineup of speakers, 
um, you know, from the technical uh, through to, um, you know, people who've started their own business and really believed in what they're doing and, and have learnt on the way. Um, and so, you know, these 10 finalists came from, there were three from the US, two from the UK, two from France, one from the Netherlands, one from Switzerland, one from Germany. So we had a great um, camaraderie in the room, um, some great energy, and in fact one of the finalists made the comment that she felt that it's not really a competition, it's a collaboration, um, which was a, a great thing to come out of it. Sure, it's a competition, but just the, um, I suppose, the, um, the, the, the way that they got on and, uh, and worked through the two days workshop, um, uh, it came about in, in quite a collaborative um, uh, event. So this was the, the first year of the Walmart Performance Challenge, but I understand that the, this year the second iteration of the program will involve uh, a lot more countries and be opening up on a global scale. Uh, so that's, that's very much something to look forward to. So now we've finished up with the London workshops, the students will be travelling to Denver, Colorado uh, for the final competition in which they'll be uh, making a presentation to a panel of judges and a finalist will be chosen from that. Can you quickly explain the, the prize and the opportunity for the winner, Nigel? Sure, Ben. Yeah, they, um, they now travel, uh, we're in September, they travel in November to to Outdoor Retailer, which is the biggest outdoor performance show in the US. And I think we've got 10 fantastic young people that will take it forward. Um, but that winner, uh, I mean, there's, there's a cash prize uh, to that winner plus to that winner's university because, um, you know, without the university's support, um, you know, it's hard to get the students. It works um, hand in hand. But there's also the Money Can't Buy prize, if you like, which is a three-month paid internship with Adidas, which, we, you know, again, we're, we're thrilled to be working with Adidas, and for them to, to agree to this um, is most appreciated. But, of course, they um, are also always looking to uncover great new talent, and so that person will have an amazing opportunity to be um, working with Adidas, uh, probably in, the, in their Germany head office. Um, and it really talks to... Uh, uh, you know what we're trying to do with the competition. It's, as you mentioned, it's going to go global in its second year, so that means it opens up everywhere, uh, which now includes, you know, the Eastern Hemisphere, um, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and we're already getting entries. I think we've already got 22 universities um, signed up for WPC2, um, and it just allows us to not only talk about but demonstrate that we're serious about this leadership and nurturing. Uh, millennials in particular, as Stuart McCullough, our CEO, says, uh, you know, new talent is, is the future of our business and uh, fostering development of the next generation of designers and change makers is what we, we, we do in many shapes and forms and will continue to do. Um, you know, we have the Walmart Performance Challenge. We also have, Ben, as you're well aware, the Graduate Training Program and, you know, you're one of three who are successful uh, in in um, uh, getting a placement for that, which is a year-long program. And, of course, you're, you're with us, and we're very happy to have you here in London for three months. So, you know, AWI, the Walmart company, um, you know, it's all about nurturing and showing leadership to uh, the industry and to the next generation to, um, to take this great industry uh, to its next step. And, and one of those areas, of course, is uh, the sports and outdoor performance 
field that's growing and growing and, um, and hence uh, the evolution of the Walmart Performance Challenge. So now we're going to hear from uh, a speaker, Tom, uh, from Finisterre and also some, some of the students across the workshop and, and their various takings from the two days. So thanks very much, Nigel. And, uh, Pleasure, Ben. Thanks for your time. I'm here with uh, Tom from Finisterre. You're, you're the founder of Finisterre? Yes, I am, yeah. And uh, it's been going since 2003, so 15 years old now. Mm-hmm, sure. What... Uh, can you talk a bit about uh, you know the opportunity that you saw 15 years ago to create this company? Yeah, so um, the brand's 15 years old now, and uh, it was really born out of my love of the sea and cold water surfing, and a kind of commitment to um, that kind of life, I think, um, and a need for more sustainable, better-made products um, that I felt were missing um, for the world that I was living in. Um, and that includes a lot of uh, recycled, recycled fabrics in our jackets, merino wool in our, in our base layers and our underwear, um, FC free waterproofs, um, and so yeah, a whole, a whole load of products that we've been now going to make. Yeah, great. How have you found working with merino wool? Uh, just, I mean, you, you talked a bit, uh, you just spoke to the group of 10 students, the finalist of uh, Woolmark Performance Challenge, about uh, the evolution of merino wool and how it's come into your product line. So. I mean, in the last few years, you've become it's become more accessible as a as a product, and people are starting to see the potential of it. Yeah, I, mean, I think we've been you know we've always been big fans of wool you know since day one. You know, for us, you know, it's it's, you know, it's a great great fibre. It's natural, it's antimicrobial. Um, it lasts a long time. You know, it's easy easy to use and live with. Um, and so we've been big fans of. We've been blending our own merino wool now for over 10 years, um, gradually improving it, getting feedback from customers. Um, and, you know, it's great to see that it's, um, you know, people are sort of really realising what a great fibre is. I mean, the sort of flip side of that is that, you know, customers and consumers have really got to uh, interrogate the, the source of the wool mm. and the, the way that the um, animal's been looked after during the wool production process uh, and go to brands that kind of have, have sort of traceable and um, open about that. Yeah, so um, like through the connection to a, uh, a farm down south, they've, they've established a herd of merino sheep and gotten some genetics back from Australia. Yeah, that's right. So we've been working with um, Leslie Pro and her, her flock of uh, British merino now for um, sort of eight or nine years now. Um, and the idea was that we would bring, find a fine fibre sheep in the UK. Um, and we found Leslie who had collected the only sort of 26 fine fibre sheep in the UK pretty much at a farm in Devon and we worked with her for four or five years um, shearing and storing the wool while she bred the flock out um, and there's now 250 sheep and she has worked with um, the Australian Wool Board um, to artificially inseminate uh, the ewes on her farm in Devon um, with the genetics from Australia so that the, the sheep is getting uh, taking on more of the characteristics of merino um, and we make beautiful product every year knitwear that sells out uh, in a few weeks and it's a really great story of how the brand really came to do came together it's a really beautiful relationship we have Leslie so I'm very proud of um, it's a great one for the environment in terms of we resurrect 100% British supply chain um, and in terms of uh, the product it's a really really beautiful beautiful um, sort of traditional looking um, the knitwear produced so really great story and uh, one I'm really proud of yeah so as you said it's formed the basis of the Beaumont project so yeah. 
I mean, the, the, the sheep are grown here, they're sheared here. Early and late stage manufacturing processes are all done here, so it's, it's a great story. Yeah. The finalists came from a wide pool of talent from across the globe. Ben spoke with Olivia from Portland, USA, and you can hear straight away why the challenge is fantastic at seeding the use of wool, especially merino wool, in some of the brightest textile mines. In the submission, had you uh, worked with merino wool previously, or was this in the submission the first time that you've worked with the, the fibre? I had never worked with it before, other than um, in my undergrad doing like basic tailoring courses, so kind of learning about wool and how you can manipulate it with steam, but never for um, for a performance-based product. Uh, and I used to work uh, at a company and we actually investigated synthetic alternatives to wool and kind of trying to beat wool. Um, so it's nice to go back to actually using like why reinvent the wheel and yeah. why reinvent wool. So exactly. it's really great. Ben then spoke with Jenny, a Scottish design student who is already a user of merino wool, but she found the workshop's insights into marketing really invaluable. So uh, yesterday we had three speakers. Um, we had Mark Chadder, who was um, kind of innovation specialist and spoke lots about marketing product, which was really interesting for me because I come from a design background, so I didn't know loads about marketing before. So that was really good, like kind of customer insight kind of stuff. Um, we also had Gordon Richardson, who has done loads of amazing collaborations with Top. Well, he used to work for Top Man and other brands. And like just kind of hearing about his career trajectory was really interesting. It was amazing. And then we also saw some amazing fabrics from Stoll um, who are doing amazing, innovative flatbed knitting. Um, so kind of knitting shoes and knitting bags and kind of knitting like selective plating and garments. It's a really innovative sportswear, which was really inspirational as well. Yeah, so a full circle of everything from marketing to digital knitting. Is yeah, like yeah. loads of like very varied kind of speakers. Um, so previous to WPC, did, have you worked with merino wool in your projects before or was this the first time? Um, I, be, I was working with merino in my MA collection so I was already kind of using merino wool because I really wanted to make kind of an active wear line that was sustainable and merino wool seemed like the ideal fibre for that because it's got loads of amazing properties. They're a great factor for like breathability and wicking, um, and it's also got a kind of perceived luxury, which I was quite interested yeah. in. So it's really like it doesn't look like kind of cheap sportswear; it looks like kind of like a higher product, which was cool. Um, previous to that, I actually used to work a lot with synthetics. So like I used to work with um, kind of stretch cottons, so elastic cotton blends, which were great and they have great functionality, but. Now that I've started using Merino, I'm quite hooked on what it can do. So just for the people back home, uh, next steps, once we've finished this workshop, you then can you explain the next step of the competition? Sure, so after we finish the workshop in London, um, we have a couple of we have about a month, and then we go to Denver at the beginning of November, where the final judging for the competition will take place at Outdoor Retailer, which is a big trade show for like kind of sports and outdoor market. And at that, we'll all have a 10-minute interview with the judging panel, who will already have seen our submissions. Um, I guess that's just for them to ask us some questions and for us to kind of explain why it's such a good product or such a good idea. And then that after that, the winner will be announced and whoever wins it will go to Adidas for three months, yeah. which is awesome, <laughs> yeah. And lastly, Ben spoke with Phoebe from Nottingham, England. 
Phoebe was already attracted to the performance benefits of merino wool, but she found the webinars and material that was facilitated by the Woolmark Company to not only reveal the inherent eco-credentials and those benefits of wool, but the webinars also opened up a network of professionals and resources. How have you found the, uh, the workshops and the whole experience, Phoebe? Um, it's honestly been the most inspiring thing that I genuinely have done for quite a while now. Um, I've learned so much over these past two days. So the speakers that we've had have just brought in so many different elements of things that I've actually not been exposed to. So um, like marketing has been like a massive um, learning curve for me from March. Had a, I've never experienced sort of consumer behaviour and that's really given me food for thought about how to approach my target market um, in trying to educate people about um, sort of performance second skin base layers because um, that's an area that I well that is the area that I specialize in um, so that that for me was a massive thing that I've learned but um, we've just heard from um, was it Tom McKay Tom Kay. Tom Kay from Finister and he has blown my mind <laughs> um, his passion has clearly not died over the past 15 years and for me like I'm really passionate about what I do and I'm really hoping that's gonna carry me like really far and just hearing from Tom has given me so much inspiration about what I can do and how I can how I can change the world basically yeah and uh, talking about how he uses wool as well is uh, was obviously a key factor in his uh, presentation before the Woolmark performance challenge had you used or been exposed to merino wool in any of your projects previously? Yeah so um, my interest with merino wool sparked off when I was doing my undergraduate degrees that was in 2013 to 2016 and then so I sort of experienced it still from a performance aspect so taking it further forward with my masters was really where I've really got my teeth into it and this competition has really allowed me to explore not only the performance benefits but just the actual sole benefits of merino wool and its durability it's biodegradable like it i just can't even <laughs> my passion now with merino wool and trying to explain it to people i feel like i have to really be like dumbing down what i say because i get quite <laughs> technical but what i'm what i intend to do is sort of educate people about how merino wool is a second skin fiber that really when I use it in second skin clothing acts like a layer that you wouldn't even know was there mm. so it's really it, for me what attracts me to merino wool is the fact that it offers so many performance benefits that the body obviously is an amazing thing but it really assists the body in things that it can't do so that's my massive like attention with well attraction sorry with merino wool. yeah and um yeah obviously you've done a lot of research into this uh Australian Wool Innovation invests a lot of money into research and development into these, you know, um, outlining these benefits of merino wool. So, were you given any material by the Walmart company? Or? Yeah, so with, um, within the webinars, they, they were really interesting to watch actually because doing independent study research for my masters, um, it's quite hard to sort of find academic papers and things from like a student point of view um, so to be given the platform to be introduced to people on the webinars um, was just absolutely fantastic because um, it gave me contacts to then reach out to if I wanted more information and gave me access to people of a higher academic level or a personnel who's been using merino wool and has got so much 
knowledge about it. So, I mean, not from a paper point of view, but from like a networking point of view, yeah. because I much prefer talking to people, as you can tell, I'm quite chatty. <laughs> um, I much prefer like talking to people and sort of gauging their passion and, and what they find most interesting about Merino wool. And that's sort of what I get my, where I get my knowledge from. And th- yeah, so that platform with the webinars was just extraordinary, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Great. And uh, moving forward, what's going to be yeah, your next steps? So I really want to educate people about performance wear and about longevity and sustainability and merino wool and combining all of these things together. There's a massive niche in the market where people really aren't hitting the combination of products. So there's areas um, which, upon seeing my submission, hopefully like you'll see that um, I'm addressing quite a few areas that the market is hitting, but they're not combining all together, which would really make like an ultimate product. And there's just no gap in the market, which I hopefully have filled with with my entry. But um, yeah, so just thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, to I mean that's uh, that. you know that's the purpose of this project, and overall that's the purpose of AWI is to and the Walmart companies to encourage and promote the uh, the use of merino wool. So that's great. So thank you. Thank you too. A key aspect of the challenge is to drive innovation in the use of Australian wool. The challenge has now gone global with 27 universities on board for year two across the UK, the US, Turkey, China, Singapore, Vietnam, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, Korea and India. And the Walmart Company's global teams are working hard to reach the target of 100 universities on board by March 2019. Stay tuned for further updates. And so that's it for another episode of The Yarn. If you want to learn more about the Walmart Performance Challenge, head over to www.walmartchallenge.com. I'm Ella Edwards and you've been listening to Ben Madwick speaking with the Walmart Company's Nigel Goss, Tom Kay, the founder of surfwear brand Finisterre, and the Walmart Performance Challenge finalists, Olivia Ecoles, Jenny Allison, and Phoebe Edwards. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and review us on iTunes. It helps other wool growers find the podcast. Thank you.